0: And now, Dolly Theatre of the Air presents a special edition of Round the Hall. We would like to warn listeners, the BBC considers this programme unsuitable for children, people of a nervous disposition, or any My
1: lords, ladies, and gentlemen, please be up standing for your host.
2: Get it on!
3: Hello. Well, as everybody knows, today marks the start of the International Spare a Duck Year, <laughs> and uh, to mark the occasion, to mark the occasion, we'd like to take the liberty uh, of presenting an original musical from the pen of the man who gave you Bittersweet. It was stolen from Noel Card's pocket in the Washroom at Victoria. by one of the snivelling wretches who call themselves our authors. (laughs) And they alone have created this musical. And I say created in the same sense as, for instance, a smell, disturbance, or a public nuisance. (laughs) (laughs) Because this show has elements of all three. Now, uh, most musicals are based on well-known books, and ours is no exception. It's brought to life from the pages of that much-loved classic on the medical profession called Harness Your Hammer Toe and Live. (laughs) Uh, It's dedicated to all those television doctors such as Finlay, Kildare, Casey, and Who. (laughs) So here tonight is the world premiere of Dr. McKinley's scrapbook. (laughs) Or a funny thing happened to me on my way to the forceps. Any resemblance between this show and any other form of entertainment is entirely coincidental. Overture and beginners, music, lights, vertigo. <laughs> Our scene opens on the village green at Slummock Bray. Well, uh, <laughs> village green, should I say perhaps village gray, since in fact it's halfway up a slag heap. <laughs> whole cast have to sing at an angle of 45 degrees. <laughs> the boys and girls of the village are in a gay mood as they dance around the rubbish ship, singing the opening number. Slum
2: and pray, where every single day's a holiday, where all the folks are always bright and gay, it's okay, welcome to Slum and praise
0: As an elephant's eye. So welcome to Summer day.
3: The scene changes now to the surgery at Blair House, where Dr. Macaroon <laughs> is happily playing on the carpet with a trained streptococcus <laughs> that he's reared from a pup. When Dr. McKinley, played by myself, enters.
1: Well, the new, Dr. McKinley. And where have you been to the
3: new? The new. <laughs> Dr. Noddy and I have been looking at Mrs. Ogilvy's Roger. <laughs> He's got McWhorter's disease. And what did you prescribe? I told him to keep away from McWhorter. Ah well, it's all in the doctor's day's work.
1: Hey, Doctor McKinley, you're a dedicated man. I wish there were more like us. Be,
3: be a, a doc, doc. Be, be a doc. doc. All the world Love loves the a doc. doc. Yesterday
1: I saw a girl. I said, "You look ill."
3: He examined her completely, then gave her a pill. I got the pleasure, and she got the pill. Be a quack, be a quack. Every quack makes a crack. The other day I saw a man went out on my rounds. He
2: said
3: I'm worried worried because my stomach's making strange sounds. He gave him some bicarbonate. My bill was twelve pounds. Be a quack, be a quack, be a quack. Be
1: like me, an M D, and you'll be on TV. Operations rarely have the folks on the floor. When I removed some adenoids, they shouted for more. So I took out his appendix as a little
3: encore. We took a fellow's tonsils out, he said, and I quote.
1: I haven't got no money, but I'll give you a note. So we opened his jaws and stuffed him back down his throat. Be a doctor, be a dog, be a, be a, be a One more time. The patient swallowed half a clown. He said, I feel strange. We
3: gave him patent medicine and we have quite a range. He's been in bed for days now, but so far there's no change. Be a doctor,
1: be
2: a doctor, be a doctor.
1: I must have to my rooms the new. (laughs) I beg your pardon. I said, oh, well, hoots, man, I must be away on my rounds now. When you're a simple country doctor, you tend to slip into the vernacular. I'm off to call an old widow, Maganda Pook. I am (laughs) hoping... Against hope to get the money from her to build my new psychiatric clinic.
3: On which your heart is set?
1: It's a (laughs) shame. Now I need my coat. Where's my lovable housekeeper?
0: Jenny! Here I am, Doc. (laughs) Yes, here I am, lying on the floor. Yes, I'm a doormat for you, Doctor tread on me walk all over me I'll just smile sweetly I'm just an old homebody an old folks homebody to be exact now what you don't catch cold you want to wrap up
3: so do you mate.
0: you know
1: what I do without you jenny
0: yes well here's your coat and your gala clara helmet Which I wore at Balaclava. (laughs) And here's your Wellingtons. And here's your scarf. And here's your mittens. And here's a wee porridge sandwich. (laughs) Just to keep out the cold. Thank you, Jenny. I knitted it myself. It's from an old healing recipe. And here's a wee hot water bottle to slip in your hip pocket. Thank you, Jenny, but it's midsummer. Oh. Oh, I know, but better safe than sorry.
1: I wish you wouldn't caught me like this. Oh. I'm quite capable of dressing myself. Oh. And I have been ever since I was 56. Oh.
0: With you. You're just a wee bairn to me. Well, goodbye uh, to you. Goodbye.
1: Jenny, where's my trousers? <laughs>
2: Here
0: are in
1: your pocket where I put them. Oh, hey, hey, well, I'll see you at dinner time.
0: Goodbye, Doctor. Goodbye. Bon voyage! <laughs> Goodbye, Doctor! Goodbye, safe journey, Doctor!
1: I'm only going next door!
3: Oh. <laughs> oh. Honest to Jenny, I, I don't know how you put up with him. Oh. He, 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 <laughs> he doesn't appreciate you. Why don't you leave him?
0: Oh. What could I do?
3: Well, go back to your old
0: job. I can't. The police have raided the gap.
2: <laughs>
0: Besides, you see, my place is here by his side. He needs me. The touch of his hand on me, teapot. The <laughs> fall of his foot on the stair. The sound that he makes when he gobbles my cakes. <laughs> Tells me he needs me there, or oh, the sight of him eating me porridge, his way with a calm ease spare, and the way that he leers when he's had a few beers. Tells me he needs me there, though I'm not beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful at all When air he smiles at me oh.
3: Well, that's better out than in. Oh. <laughs> oh, perhaps on second thoughts. So now, oh, Jenny, Jenny, why are you wasting yourself on a love that never can be? A pretty little creature like you. Oh. You're all woman, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> you turn a man's blood to fire.
0: Oh, Dr. McKinley. You don't mean it.
3: <laughs> Too right, I? <Chumon. laughs> now, Jenny, you may look like someone mature. <laughs> Victor mature. But, uh, but you're you're still a girl at heart, and for every girl there's a man. Now, Jenny, how do you feel about it? Now, <laughs> oh, Dave.
0: What here? Mm-hmm. In the living room? <laughs> hardly knew you.
3: No, 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 Dr. Noddy. Oh! Uh, oft has he confided in me his admiration for you. Oft? Oft, yes. Wouldn't you be happy with him, just the two of you, a little practice somewhere in the Highlands? He'd need more than a little practice. He's
0: 85.
3: All right, Williams, don't improvise.
2: Don't...
3: Listen (laughs) He said in the best musical comedy tradition Here comes Dr. Noddy now
0: Oh, Hello, Ginny Hello, Dr. McKinley Hello, Noddy Well, hello, Noddy It's so nice to have you back where you belong Uh,
3: Well, I'll leave you two young people alone I'm sure you have lots to talk about (laughs) Exits on tiptoe so as not to wake the audience.
4: Oh, Jenny, marry me. I may be old. But I can, I can give you, I can give you...
0: My world damn old. But you know what they say about an old fiddle. You mean you've got a woodworm? <laughs> Oh, I can make you a happy woman, Jenny. Just say the word. You'll never want for anything. Diamonds,
3: furs, all the one syrup you can drink. Medical peppermints and elastic stockings shall be yours for the asking. Jenny, say you will. Say you will. Say I will? What? What Whatever you can manage. (laughs) After all, at our age, we can't be
0: too particular. But you know, you know what people would say. You know, they'd say, too too old, too old. old. They tell us we're We're too old to To ever ever know the meaning of desire. desire. Ah, too bent, (laughs) too Too spent, (laughs) to know what passion (laughs) meant. They tried to throw cold water on our fire. we haven't time to wait. It's over 40 years since first we met. Oh, you're no ripe right, Peach, but at least you're in me reach. And at our age, you must take what you can get. I used to play for of Casanova. Yes, he did. I chased a girl until I had her pin. Had her pin, you see. But now my chasing days are nearly over. They're nearly over. I've got to get one while I've got my wind. I've got your wind, yes. I've They say, but we'll show them one day, we're getting married in a little while. We'll go through life, devoted man and wife, if only we can make it up the aisle. I mean it, if only we can make it
2: up the aisle.
3: plays the ballet sequence. <laughs> Described in the program as Noddy's dream. It's a pity you can't see it, because it's really rather lovely. <laughs> the chorus come on dressed as the contents of a medicine chest. And there's a pas de between a bottle of nose drops and a corn plaster. Then enters a man clumsily disguised as a bottle. He represents the spirit of syrup of things past and present there's no future and then what future is there for a bottle of silver figs he engages in mortal combat with a giant centipod, and the outcome is well fortunately the ballet ends before there is any outcome. and the whole of the sequence is symbolic of man's eternal striving to fill in the time between scenes but it ends with Jenny going off with Dr. Noddy, and you can't blame her. After all, when a body meets a noddy... Hello. Oh, I'm sorry about that. It just came over me, really. But meanwhile, Dr. Macaroon is on his way to visit his wealthy patient, old widow, megander at the Stomach Gray Cottage Hospital and Sub Post Office.
1: for <laughs> your medicine, Mrs. Hey,
4: well, thank you, nurse. <laughs>
3: First, you, Douglas? Yes, me. It's the only part left. Uh. It was degrading. Me, who's had his own catchphrase. I, who gave the nation Dobbyroids. I ask you. How are
4: you today, Mrs. LeGalder? Oh, terrible, thank heavens. Q for short. Sure. I'm a typically private patient in a typically private ward, and I typically give the typical nurses help. Though I'm typically convinced that I'm a typical rare disease, the fact is that I'm typically fit and well. The typical doctors know I'm typically faking. They typically diagnose that I'm not ill. But typically, they keep their typical traps shut, because they're making typical fortunes from my bill.
1: Ah, old Widow began to poke.
2: <laughs>
1: On earth they let that name pass Well, after Grandfather. Yes, I see what you mean <laughs> And how are we today?
4: Oh, we have never felt worse mm. Our complaint is still giving us gyp And we didn't sleep a wink last night Don't you think we ought to spend another few weeks in bed?
2: <laughs>
1: Nonsense, Widow McGannabook you're going to have to take drastic steps. What I'm going to do may seem cruel, but it's your good. Oh. I'm going to make you walk. Oh, but don't... don't argue with me when I'm going to poke. Just do what I say. Oh. Get out of bed. Oh, yeah. Walk towards me. I... That's it. I... That's it. Uh... You can walk. You can. Of course I can,
4: you old fool. I in mean, with a sprained wrist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's psychosomatic. Oh. So I'm in with a sprain, psychosomatic. <laughs> oh, but whatever it is, you've cured me. I'm a wealthy woman. How can I reward you?
1: I want to extend the hospital.
4: You see, once I had a dream. Tell me about your dream.
1: <laughs> I had a dream. I dreamt about you. Widow McGann to post. I think it was the pickles I ate last night. (laughs) But all my life, I've wanted to build a clinic. Psychiatric clinic. I want to help people. To make sick people well. Make well people sick. (laughs) Help people with problems. Call me a dewy-eyed visionary, if you like. But Slomachbury is full of rich loonies. I could clean up. But do you understand psychiatry? Enough to order breakfast. (laughs) Let me tell you my own story. Accompanied by a chorus of doctors, nurses, villagers, peasants, and the entire corps de Kenneth Williams, and I do mean
2: corps. Cool. <laughs>
1: Seems like only yesterday I was one of nature's wrecks A chronic hypochondriac oppressed by thoughts of sex There seemed no hope in all the world that I could long endure But luckily I met a man who promised me a cure And now I'm nearly well again, my mind has vanished out I owe it to analysis Shut up, don't mess I've taken years and all my cash What's money anyway? I owed it all to Dr. Freud when he to me did say Shake hands with your uncle Sigmund White. He's here, here to, to help your case. And here's the couch on which you lie. Relax
0: and not hide your face.
1: Just tell him all your symptoms. And he won't be annoyed. You're as welcome as the thousand made to dear old be. Dr. Freud. Lethargy, empathy, apathy, chronic depression, and absence of will.
0: Psychosis, neurosis, acutalitosis, your mental capacity is practically nil.
1: You're manic, depressive, you're mind retrogressive,
0: you're frigid and rigid and haunted by doubt. Psychotic, myopic, and rather erotic, you have on your rose, bellacra and gout. So I told you all the symptoms, I
1: learned what to avoid, I am as normal now as everyone else. get a book. Will you give me the money to build my clinic? I will, Dr. Macaroon. I will. Then everything's coming up new roses <laughs> for me and for you.
3: He now changes to the surgery at Blair House. Macaroon rushes home to tell the good news to the faithful Jenny, but finds she's run off with Noddy, leaving only a note written in iodine on the tail of his nightshirt, which reads...
0: Dear Dr. Macaroon, Sobgulp, I'm leaving. I'm I'm leaving you for Dr. Noddy. I know he does not really love me and only wants me for me hot pot. (laughs) But at least he takes some notice of me. Gulp, gulp, sob, sob. P.S. <laughs> Please excuse the scribble, but as I write this, Dr. Noddy is chasing me up and down the stairs uh, and trying to get me into the broom cu- <gasps> <laughs>
3: There, the note ended abruptly. (laughs) Obviously, he succeeded. Well, Dr. Macaroon takes this news very badly and struggles on a loan at Blair House with me, McKinley, taking over Jenny's role in the household. But it wasn't the same.
1: Why can McKinley be more like a woman?
3: Women are useful for cleaning your boots,
1: for cooking and washing. Another business. Oh, whatever you do will never make you feel absurd. Why can't my killing be more like a bird?
3: Dr. Macaroon, I've earned your and You'll want to wear it tonight at the grand... Uh, you'll want to wear it tonight at the grand opening of the clinic. I shan't be going. Without gin, it'll be empty. Meaningless, you see... I need her. I have a nasty feeling he's going to sing. I'll go.
1: Oh, Jenny, Jenny, how I miss her. Her teeth in a glass <laughs> In a bathroom. Her gin-flavored breast in here. Her old bowler hat. That thing on the mat. Remind
2: me. <laughs>
0: Here's your slippers, Doctor. Jenny, you come back. I, I couldn't live without you, Doctor. Nor I without you, Jenny.
3: Now, uh, just in case anybody's tuned in late, <laughs> I think I ought to explain that Kenneth Williams is playing the part of Jenny. <laughs> And if you've been following the story from the beginning, you'll be past caring by now. <laughs> but soft, the lovers speak. Jenny, I've never realized before how lovely you were.
2: Oh! <laughs>
1: let me... Let me unpin your bun. <laughs> there, see? Your hair cascades down. Nearly as far as your ears.
0: Doctor, I was wrong to leave you, but I'll never go again, because, you see, for or better, better or worse, you're, you're my, my whole universe, universe. so tell
3: So we come to our grand finale, a gay scene set around the new clinic where the entire cast of several all join hands in the BMA square dance. Honor your MDs. (laughs) Honor your patients. Honor your Hippocratic oaths. Uh, Take your hammers, tap them on the knee. Promenade round the surgery.
1: Grab your nurses, swing and sway, but not a word to the BMA.
0: Bring all round now Nathan, and fast. Everyone do the plaster calf.
4: Take your girl and if she's willing, fill her full of penicillin.
3: Take and soul, take your knife jerseys off. All together now, everybody come. <laughs>
0: And dose for dose, everybody diagnosed. I'm a where Every
2: single day's a holiday. Where well, all the folks are always right. It's okay.
3: Was the Round the Horn Amateur Operatic Society's production of Dr. McKinley's Scrapbook. It starred Kenneth Horn as Dr. McKinley. The part of Jenny was played by Kenneth, funny girl, William. <laughs> Hugh Paddock was Dr. Macaroon. Betty Marsden was old widow, I refuse to say who. <laughs> Bill Pertwee was Dr. Noddy. Other parts were played by the Fraser Hayes Four, and I was a nurse. <laughs> Jolly good I was, too written by Edwin
4: Julie Braden the Fourth.
3: he's the fourth, I don't see the other three. My <laughs>
0: hairy fool.
1: The book, lyrics and song words were by Barry Took and Marty Feldman, who have been described as another low and learner. <laughs> they're both low, and they're obviously both
3: learners. <laughs> The music was provided by Edwin Braden and the Hornblows. A sort of bottomless pits band. And the whole show was produced by John Binky Simmons, who has been trying it out of town. Trying it right!